You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 206 for the week of September 18th, 2016. Welcome back, listeners, to the longest-running podcast dedicated to George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire, occasionally Game of Thrones. But uh, tonight we're talking about the books, as always. This is Ashley. This is Amin. And this is Kyle. And I always forget you go before Amin, Ashley, every time you join yeah, us. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel really bad about that. I feel like he's <laughs> kind of taken that spot. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's or- order of uh, joining, right? It's a vestigial like organ of the podcast. That's oh, Jesus. Okay, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. How are you guys doing? What's new and exciting? Well, wow, uh, that's that's exciting, guys. No. Thank you, thank you for that. Maybe <laughs> died in childbirth, but the heir survived. No. <laughs> Thankfully, oh, she, my God. she's doing well now. Did she ask you to promise her? I mean, yeah, but it's not necessary anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, I know, Amin, you're disappointed. We have a chi- chapter this week about childbirth, and uh, yeah. Mimi is not here to join us on that. But um, an expertise on that. <laughs> but I think somebody pointed out that uh, Mimi joked about this years ago. She's like, oh, we're going to still be doing our chapter we read while we're parents. But, well, one of us is now. <laughs> Before when the winter comes out, and yep. <laughs> So, Ashley and Amin, when are your babies coming along? <laughs> uh, unless we've uh, fathered some sands out there. <laughs> Aren't you guys snows up in the frozen north there? Yeah, that's true. It's, it's sand snow. That's sand snow. <laughs> nice. No, there, like there are no sand snows up here. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there any news that we have to touch upon? Has anything mm-hmm. new and exciting happened in the world of Ice and Fire? I went to Dragon Con and Jack Leeson was there, but I did not get into any of the panels he was on, so I have nothing to report. Uh, <laughs> did you, were you on a panel yourself there, or you just uh, attended? Kind of. No, I was just attending. Okay, very cool. Um, Jack Leeson was he like the only Game of Thrones star there? I think so. There might have been minor characters, but he was the only major. Okay. Very cool. Is there was it was he like the entire Game of Thrones panel there, or was he on other things, or, or I don't know what else he'd be on? But was he the Game of Thrones panel at DragonCon? Well, there's also fan run panels that are just you know fans talking about it as well. Okay. But like like for as for stars wise, yeah, I think it was just him. Cool. But there were a couple of uh, fan panels that I know people who were on. <laughs> it's kind of neat to hear that he's still doing Game of Thrones stuff because uh, the the impression I was under that as soon as it was done, he was like, "I got to get as far away from this character as I possibly can." Uh, my uh, my one friend got a photo op with him. She said he was very nice. Awesome. That's good to hear. What we always hear. Nice. Very cool. Um. I mean, anything else? Well, just the 20th anniversary edition of Game of Thrones is coming out next month. We'll be reviewing, hopefully. Nice. You've heard about this, right, Ashley? No, I didn't realize. Yeah, they're coming out with a, a new uh, Game of Thrones, and it has uh, some some old draw, uh, some old artwork and some new artwork within mm-hmm. the book. I'll have to get that because uh, my books have gone mysteriously missing. So. <laughs> 
I need oh, a new you, set. You just worn your way through them. They're probably in pieces. <laughs> yeah. So now my brother has. He likes to take them into the bath and then <laughs> they start falling apart. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he does to your computers? Is that why you're, it's always broken? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's me spilling coffee and dropping them. Wow. You'll have to get the you have to get the iPhone seven. It's waterproof. <laughs> it has no phone jack. <laughs> yeah, so how would I podcast? I'd have no headphones. <laughs> uh yeah, you use the headphones through the lightning port. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not gonna get into uh all the Apple stuff. My apologies. You can still use headphones. But anyway, moving no, on. No, you can, you just um, gotta pay more. That's that's how it works. Yeah. No, no, uh, you I'm, don't I'm like... pay more. The headphones come with the phone, and you plug them in a different hole. And they also include the dongle, so that if you have old headphones, you can plug them in just the same. Good. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, um, there's one thing about that. I mean, what we've heard is most of the artwork is new because they're not allowed to use uh, Game of Thrones-related art, which is good, I think. I like. Yeah, well, they can't I use like uh, they can't use likenesses. Mm. Yeah, so, that uh, makes me happy. Yeah, I was reading an article where they said uh, the the guy was like, there is one drawing of the Hound and Sansa, where uh, the Hound looks very similar uh, to Rory, um, because and his his explanation was when you draw a guy with a half burned face, it's hard not to make him look like a half burned face. <laughs> you can draw him younger though, as, uh, as long as he doesn't look like he's forty. That was one of the warnings too. They're like, okay, so anybody picking up this book, if you're if you're new to the books and all you do is watch the show, be prepared. The artwork is going to show the children as much younger. Oh my Good. god, what is happening? Oh my god, Ashley, what, what, aliens? What? Is it like Stranger Things happening right now? I I just put something on the laptop. Did it make that big a noise? Oh, it did. Oh, it was crazy. So- Sorry. Oh, have you guys seen Stranger Things? It's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Nice transition. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Stranger Things is is uh, is fantastic. So uh, the Emmys were the other night. Game of Thrones uh, won a whole bunch. Uh, I didn't I didn't get to watch it, so I don't have the list in front of me of what exactly they won. But um, they won a bunch, and they are as of this Emmys season the most Emmy award winning show of all time. I know there's a bit of controversy over them winning best writing. Was best writing one of them? Okay. Yeah. People are like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. But like the other things I have no complaints about. I mean, I I can't remember what they won, but I mean, they're always top notch for all their production values. So. Absolutely. It's ultimately a good sign for George. I mean, that's where this all comes from ultimately combined with the good production. And apparently um, on the red carpet, of uh, something recently, I'm not sure if it was the Emmys or something else, but George, like George and the creators and stuff, I guess uh, hinted at po- uh, like prequel stuff. They were kind of the prequel conversation came back up, and George was talking about all the uh, thousands of pages of history that he has written. Um, so, who knows? But, but is that Robert's Rebellion or earlier stuff? You think? There's oh, no I think it's. Uh, who knows? I mean, obviously, all the stuff. I'm sure he was referencing Duncan Egg novellas. I'm sure he was referencing uh, the uh, World of Ice and Fire, um, all the stuff that's already come out, um, as well as I'm sure some stuff that hasn't. I think I didn't. They say that there's a possibility of Duncan Egg. I remember 
that news coming out. It's always sort of around. Yeah. Yeah. That talk is always yeah. sort of there. And like another yeah. false uh, publication date, I think, was it in France or something like that, overseas. Oh, yeah, like French Amazon or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember what the date was. I, I, I tweeted it, and people were like, hell no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find it right here. But uh, it's, it's just uh, there's always waves of clickbait, and it's like I always and it always ends up on my feeds. It's like they know that I like Game of Thrones, but I don't want this clickbait. Yeah, I hate that. I refuse to click on it. So the leaked date was March 9th. 2017. I pulled 76 people. 21% said, uh, yep, it's right. It's happening. And 79% said, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> laughed. <laughs> yeah, I just laughed at it. Not getting my hopes up. No. Nope. I'm sure there are going to be, be people out there who, who deny that it's coming out. Like, even though George will be like, it's coming out, there'll be people who'll be like, no, I don't believe him. I don't believe him. <laughs> I won't believe it until he says it, and because he'll when he says it, it means it's gone to the editors and he's yeah. done writing. Hmm. So there we go. Sorry about that. I uh, tried to find um, what the Game of Thrones cast won, what Emmys, oh. and unfortunately, my computer's a little old and uh, it lagged on all the ads that started playing. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I just I just got an ad for. Or like Viagra or something popping up. On <laughs> but well, anywho, those are search patterns. So. Yeah, exactly. It was like <laughs> you need. Okay, let's go. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, House Manuity. That's probably what it picked up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we've got uh, a couple chapters to get to this week. We are back on our longest running reread of all time. Hmm. And (laughs) this week we're going to be doing, uh, we're still on A Storm of Swords. And we have Samwell 2 and Arya 6 to get to. So uh, I guess we'll jump right into it. This is what kind of happens in this chapter. (laughs) So, uh, So we're in the north, we're above the wall, we're at Craster's. And this is after the Fist of the First Men and everything, and all the uh, survivors have sort of gathered and regrouped back at Craster's. And it's not a very pretty situation. Craster obviously doesn't like him there. Um, Gilly is giving birth up in the top, and and nobody seems to give a shit. And uh, the tensions are very high. Um, And eventually it leads to bloodshed, where uh, Craster ends up dying, and the old bear ends up dying, and uh, we get the whole battle at Craster's, where shit just goes crazy. Um, and how does the chapter end? Oh, uh, uh, Sam takes Gilly south, right? Well, yeah, they're well, being not quite. To we don't know be, yet. We yeah. don't really know. Yeah, um, but he's going to. But um, possibly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, basically what happens in this chapter. Uh, there's the overview. And uh, how'd you feel? How'd you feel getting back into this one? I don't like this chapter. It's very upsetting. <laughs> why Why is that? Are you, do you love Craster that much? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just everything going on. You get mad at the Night's Watch people. And then, you know, when everything just goes to hell and then yeah, Old Bear all... dies. This is really, yeah, it's just like the worst of, of the people come out. <laughs> they lost too many good They are men. a bunch of, exactly, yeah, they're a bunch of rapists and killers mm-hmm. and thieves and 
Yeah. I mean, what about yourself? How'd you feel about this? Going uh, and back actually, to... I just noted, I think one of the, even the chapter before, I think they were talking about uh, electing a new commander. So because they, because the word was that Mormon was lost, that was sent south. I mean, he was still alive, but it's funny that then he dies in the next chapter. He actually dies. Oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I thought it was interesting in this chapter that uh, Craster keeps saying all the time, oh, I'm a godly man, and you need to get in the right way with the gods and stuff. And, well, I guess that to him it's the others, uh, and that relates to his sons. I mean, this chapter basically says it. It says, like, Craster's sons are coming. So, like, he's been giving his sons to the others. Yeah, that's something I didn't notice before. I think I might have missed. I was like, oh, so they did basically just straight out say that it's his sons. Because I don't think I ever picked up that line before. Mm. Yeah. So are all of the then are all of the others Craster's sons? No, but I mean they've been adding to their numbers from his sons, and they were willing to tolerate him, which is kind of interesting because they pretty much killed everybody else. Okay. So why is it? Does he have some sort of agreement with them that they take his sons and not like raid wildling camps and turn their sons into others or? I think they're like far- they're basically like farming him. <laughs> He's like they're keeping him on a farm producing. Sons. Yeah, I guess it's just his agreement I, that he, he made with them at some point. I, I don't know. Here's a, a, a weird thing: is um, like the others coming to the wildlings. That's fairly recent, but it seems like Craster's been doing this for a while. So it's like the so that many the others have been coming that south, that far south for how long? Like. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like he went and he negotiated with them. So maybe he was just doing this, and then by chance they started taking them at the end. Like he was just giving, like he was oh, doing leaving them out into the wild. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it's not like he would have gone and like negotiate. I don't think he negotiates with the others. I think he just kind of fell into this thing. Yeah, and that's what I mean. In in reference to the others, like Craster's like young. Like the others are hundreds of years old or whatever. Yeah, and Craster's. You, you think- Crash is other... like what a sixty-year-old man or something. Oh like no! That. I mean, so... they're just adding to their ranks from him. Yeah, the, 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 the other ones we don't know where they came from. But... but it's like if they raided other wildlings, you'd think the wildlings would say, "Oh, the others come and raid, you know, steal our children." But we've mm-hmm. never heard that from any other wildlings before. Mm-hmm. It's just Craster. I, mean, I mean, they did seem to be killing everybody else, even the, probably the children elsewhere, right? But the ba- oh, maybe they just only do it for babies. They can only handle the babies. To get any older, they can't be. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they have to be fresh out of the womb or something. I'm not quite sure. Is there any reason to believe that uh, uh, Craster's wife is just making up some tall tale about the others being Craster's kids? Could be, but I mean, she she seems to be able to feel them. Which actually goes to the other question here in the chapter that Sam says, like, do the he says whites, but I think really should say others. Do they bring the cold? Does the cold bring them? I think well, at least. Sometimes when they come, you can feel the cold, and she can feel it coming. So that's a sign that she... And they do come later on, right? So that she can feel that they're coming on. Hmm. Crazy stuff. Craster. I think it's both, though. I think I think the, the global climate has gotten colder, and it's bringing them. But locally, when they actually show up, they, they, you feel the cold. Like They have that, that hmm. supernatural element of making cold. So you don't think that Craster actually talked to another and set up this agreement? No, I don't think he communicated with no. him. He just was doing this kind of thing uh, because it suited him. He, he didn't want sons to challenge him. If he had sons like growing up, they might challenge him eventually. So what, he had a son and he just put it out in the woods somewhere? I think and, maybe then, and then the other found it and he was like, oh, hey, this will work. 
like how, how do you think that started maybe another came across him while he was putting the child out and then he like offered it to him and then you know the other let him live so he's like hey yeah, guess well, this he, works. He, he seems to know now that it's helping him he's like he's got to make it right with the gods and like he told Mansvader that so he knows that it's effective now but I don't know if like you're right it seems like he's doing it for a while if the others really he's probably been doing it for at least the last 30 years you think right do you think they've been around the others have been active for the last 30 years uh, I don't know. We have no way of knowing, really. Maybe they've been active for a long time. Just really quiet about it. Well, I mean, he's he's been having kids for longer than thirty years. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah so um, at least at least thirty years. He's been putting sons out there, and have has there, like, have they been coming and picking them up at that time, or have they only been doing that the last couple of years? Good question. Good I, question. I always had the feeling that they were dormant in some way, like not even like doing anything. Because like magic was low, like the dragons didn't even exist, and the others were in like slumber or something. But mm. that—that's the ultimate question: Have they been just slowly plotting and being active quietly for thousands of years, or have they just been asleep and they woke up? Later? It's kind of what I—that's kind of feeling I got that they've sort of always been around, but they've been for some reason now is the time to. Yeah, how did uh, <laughs> yeah. how, how did Rhaegar know that this was coming? Like, why did he assume that it was going to be his or the next generation? He read all the prophecies, and that's how he predicted, I guess, the signs of the coming. Maybe there was another comet or something. He looked through a telescope, and he saw the comet coming. <laughs> <laughs> he went to the telescope. It's just weird that we haven't seen that prophecy come up that would make him believe that it's, you know, crunch time. Well, he, but it was. like I mean, he knew something was going to happen, and he knew he had it to. He, it even affected his love life. So he... <laughs> Yeah, and, well, yeah, he did, but we don't know what it was that he saw that made him think that. Wait, he said Sorry, this is a song of ice and fire, loud. right? So you think that the ice, he knew that was coming. I don't know, or did he meant that he's just got to merge the ice and the fire to get that. No, I'm just wondering how he knew it was coming. Oh, oh he merged the ice and fire, all right. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, was, he read a lot. That was the key. Right? It's, it's all there in the prophecies. <laughs> we probably only I mean, we've only glimpsed some. There must be like whole like other prophecies or books that we haven't heard about, right? That he... Yeah. Okay, so that was the the sons. Now, what about the rebellion here? The it's kind of just they they fight over food initially. They're like, we want more food. Yeah, they think Crasser's holding out, and do we find out later that he is indeed holding out food? Pretty sure he must be saving food, and I think they probably show them later gorging on the food. Because they never go back in the books, right? These 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 black brothers are still there. No, I think they get killed off at some point. I think uh, it might be even Cold Hands that does it, or, or I mean, the others show up. <laughs> Do they? Are you sure? I, I'm we're, sure. We're... I'm sure the people that are at Crass's Keep are dead now. Don't, don't why? Why? So? Why? Why are you sure about that? I mean, the others make it all the way to Sam. Don't you think they would have gone there as well? Or maybe, maybe you think they would have? Uh, they don't know what's going on in there. I don't know. Well, let's, let's look up what happened to uh, who's the guy? Clubfoot <laughs> uh, Carl, maybe. Or? Sorry, I'm looking up Bannon here. Um, no, Clubfoot Carl dies uh, dies in this battle, I, I believe. Clubfoot. Oh, he's on the way. He dies in the fifth book. He's killed by Coldhounds and the Ravens, and then they and then Brandy ends up eating them. Yeah, these guys they eat. <laughs> or Summer eats them. Yeah, so they die. In, they die in Dance of Dragons. He doesn't say exactly why they left. He probably saw the others coming and he ran. That's why they left. Oh, it does say they got attacked? It says Sorry. they died in Dance of Dragons, which makes sense. I remember them being killed off, but I don't remember why they ran off. They probably ran off because 
they either ran out of food, they ate all the food, or the others were on the way. How do we get that confirmation? Who who checks? Who finds out that? Well, we, I remember it's through Bran. They sees like cold hands providing meat, and uh, so it's through Bran and through cold, like his view. He kind of figured out that there's they they have like these dead guys, and who are those dead guys? Maybe I don't know. In that chapter, maybe it shows a bloodlust or something. But mm. I, I do remember it happening later. It's not immediate. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so Bannon, Bannon is the guy who's like dying at the beginning of this chapter, and I was just reading that um, Bannon was one of the ones that uh, that the bed that the conspirators were planning to kill before the battle of the fist for first men. Anyway, um, apparently because he had uh, very good tracking skills, um, <laughs> so they they were going to kill Bannon so that uh, after they killed uh, Mormont, Bannon couldn't track them. But then the battle happened, and Bannon got his foot hurt, which uh, led to uh, getting it chopped off and him dying. So that's uh, that's Bannon's story for you. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Sam says he's thinking quite a bit in this this chapter. He's thinking about the wall. Why did they build the wall? It wasn't to stop wildlings. There must be some other reason that they built it. So he's he's quite he's putting quite a few things together in this chapter before the chaos comes. And I like this. We got we have Mormon asking Sam all about like nobody believes the dragon glass stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's just kind of like, "Well, I have a knife. Why do I need glass? That doesn't make any sense." And uh, Mormon's the only one who's like, uh, "Well, you know, if there's any truth to it all, I have to take it seriously." Um, and uh, he asks them later uh, about where it all is, and Sam's like, "Well, we had a bunch, <laughs> but it's gone now." <laughs> lost it because they lost it on the fist. Yeah. The fist, I believe. Um, but they talk about where they can get more, or they they meant he asked the question, but it never gets answered. If I remember correctly. Yeah, it, both Craster and uh, the old bear kind of go down surprisingly. Like you think they they both would have put up more of a fight, but they just Craster's charging forward, and then he's just like gutted. The same thing with the yeah. old bear. I kind of wanted to see Craster uh, fight. <laughs> I was yeah. curious what he had, what he had in him. <laughs> <laughs> he was moving faster than they expected, but then they just, I guess, he was outnumbered or just didn't yeah. see it coming. Mormon didn't even yeah. get a kill in; he just got taken out. Yeah, he didn't die right away though, because we have that moment no. later where he where he tells Sam he says, uh, um, Jor, he wants he wants him to tell Jor to take the black. That's like yeah. his dying wish yeah, that's for right. his son to take the black. Um, which makes me makes me a little sad. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and he forgives him too. So he's just like, tell take the black. Do you think Jorah will take the black someday? If he lives long enough. I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he'll live long enough. Really? You don't think Jorah's surviving all this? Mm, well, maybe, but I don't think he'll take the black. <laughs> <laughs> We mean he won't, he won't willingly it. take it. He might be forced into it. I think Jorah I mean, would I, be a cool uh, Lord Commander at the story's end. Like if he's Lord Commander when the when the books end, I think that could be kind of yeah. cool. I don't see there being a need for a Lord Commander at the end. I feel either they're going to win and it's going to be over, or they're going to lose. Do you think well, they, maybe? Well, they're still wildlings. Oh, you yeah, mean, yeah. Maybe he needs to. Maybe he's the the Lord Commander in charge with. Resurrecting the wall. Oh, I just. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making up shit it. now. 
I think you'd be like F this and go back to Remember this F- is book Jorah, not show Jorah. So. More Jorah, more mud. So uh, we go outside. There's some dudes practicing archery. And we, we meet Ulmer. Dude, I'm fascinated by Ulmer. Yeah. Uh, he is super good at archery. And we find out he's a former member of the Kingswood Brotherhood. So this guy's got all these stories about uh, robbing stuff with, like, the Smiling Knight and all those guys. Um, and uh, I was digging him. I want to know more about this guy. Yeah, the But he's probably is, is dead. Yeah, he probably he probably is. He shot probably the dead. hand of the white bull of the king's guard. So, or so he says. So he says. Yeah. <laughs> in in order to steal a kiss from the Dornish princess. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a cool dude, um, and presumably he's the last survivor of the Kingswood Brotherhood. And it's pretty neat because when they uh, when they get when they gather together the obsidian uh, arrowheads that they have left, um, they have to distribute a few of them amongst the the best archers, and they end up giving the most to this guy. Oh, he's actually so. Uh, first of all, I, I don't. Is he the last one from the Brotherhood? It's probably other people that. Escaped uh, well, before. he's presumably the last, but not sure. Yeah, it looks sure. like he's alive still too. He's uh he dances with the serving girls at the wedding of Alice Carstar. <laughs> oh. And then he, he's still alive apparently. Oh, so he made it back. He he, mu- he back. must have been one of the guys that fled. Yeah, one uh, of the good men the... that got away. I think there was like a dozen good men or ten good men got away. So that's cool. Yeah. Especially I don't know. Samuel mentions that John is like. While discussing his archery practice under Ulmer's guidance, Samuel Tarley mentions to John that he likes Ulmer's stories and that someone should put them in a book. John says Sam should do it. John also expects Sam to continue practicing the longbow at Old Town with Ulmer's instructions in mind. Oh, I thought it said with Ulmer there. I was like, whoa, Ulmer went with them? And Ulmer is also one of the guys who shoots Rattleshirt disguised as Mancerator. Yeah. Yeah, Very so he's cool. still around. I, I like that. There's still somebody nice. got away from there. <laughs> <laughs> so I want him and uh and uh, uh Blackfish to bump into each other. I'm sure they'll hate <laughs> each other. Or um Oh you're uh, right, Blackfish was wasn't he involved in that uh, too, fighting the Brotherhood? Yeah. Well, I think Blackfish and um Arthur Dane was wow. there too. I know he was totally uh I'm totally Jane. forgetting. Oh Barristan probably was in there as well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Cool. 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 Is there anything else in this chapter, or is that probably it? Um. No, we get people dying, people running away. So all the good people just run; they just take off. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Sam's is sort of there, uh, so all his friends and stuff have, have have fled. But um. Yeah. Then 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 the girls come and they take. They want them to take Gilly and the baby south. The baby, um, and cool, and that's where and that's where it leaves off. Yep. So then we go on to the next chapter, which is Aria six, and this is uh, the Barrack Hound fight. That's what happens in this chapter. So um, we have the the hood being uh, we have uh, they're in the cave, and um, it's a trial by combat where the Hound and Barrack fight. And uh, he chops the chops Barrick's neck, 
and uh, Barrick ends up coming back. And yeah, it's a uh, God. I love Barrick Dondarrion in this book. In the book, <laughs> he's so cool. Yeah, it's pretty honorable in this chapter. Like he's willing to uh, take off his armor to fight equal ground. Let me just uh, send yes, you the artwork for the chapter. Trying to click on it. Yes, you are. We can hear those clicks. Yeah. <laughs> so we get this mad huntsman mm-hmm. guy. Hmm. Seems like an anti-hero type character. Yeah. He's, he's got all these uh... dogs. <laughs> the mad huntsman. Is this the only thing he does? Oh, I think he's the one. Family who, he's the one who captures the hound, right? He yeah, he does actually hound. capture the hound, and he um, wants to hold on to him, but they make they make him give him up. Yeah, because in the previous chapter he walks into the town with the hound, and then the brothers and and it talks about it in this chapter. The brotherhood, the brotherhood, um, persuades him with arrows and stuff um, to, <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to be hooded and go to the cave. And we get sort of the backstory of the Brotherhood Without Banners here, yeah. about how they're still fighting for uh, for Robert, uh, even though it just seems like such a lost cause. What's keeping them on that path? Well, I think it's more the honor because uh, everyone else is just fighting for themselves, whereas you know they were sent there for the the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, that's who they're supporting and who they get support from at the same time. Because they were initially sent out by uh, Ned, who was the hand of the king at the time, sitting on the throne, yep. uh, to stop to bring in Gregor Clegane, yeah, to like to arrest him or bring him in, um, and that uh, you know that usually doesn't go very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they, they were actually were waiting to ambush them too, so that's why they lost a lot of their men at that point. Like that was a whole trap. Like Tywin had planned to lure Ned out. To, to go after uh, Clegane, and, but then they would ambush him. But then Ned couldn't go because of his broken leg. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, that's right. And they ended up sending Beric, and then but they survived and then made, kept the Brotherhood going here. Hmm. That would be interesting if Ned actually had been sent out and then he, he also survived, and then he was like on the run. <laughs> the oh, I feel like he would, if he had survived, he wouldn't have stayed in the Brotherhood. He would have tried to make his way north to rally his well. What would have happened if uh, Tywin actually captured him? Like, Robert was still alive at this point, right? Wouldn't <laughs> Robert yeah. would be in a yeah, spot? Yeah, Tywin actually was really, like, I mean, he was taking a lot of risks. I guess he was expecting Robert to be killed off somehow. He, he kind of knew that Robert was going to die. He was basically declaring open war once Ned got taken. Yeah, well, yeah, Robert would have had to take a side at that point. I think he wanted mm-hmm. to trade. Ned, like Ned, I mean, assuming that Clegane actually got Ned alive, which probably Tywin ordered, then he'd be able to trade Ned. I guess so he expected he... Robert just to be like, just get it done and go off and drink, <laughs> not care. Hmm. So the case against Sandor is pretty flimsy here. They're accusing him of all these murders and stuff, yeah. and he's like, you know, I've killed a lot of people. But none of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's like generally offended that they're not getting any of the names right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, it isn't until Arya steps up. Um, so would there not have been a trial by combat if Arya hadn't like stepped up and given them an actual person she killed? 
Were they all like, oh, you you didn't murder these people? What? No, I think like, there still would have been a trial for a combat. I mean, Arya comes, comes the closest to proving something, but they don't accept it. Hmm. Yeah. How do you guys feel about this? He he's uh, he's under orders, right? The king himself is telling him to do all this stuff. Well, I was only following orders is not a sufficient justification. Okay, Nuremberg Nuremberg trials here. Okay, <laughs> like especially the butcher's boy. I mean, he could have taken him alive, brought him in. Like the Ned noticed like, it, it was excessive what he did there. But that's mm. the only one that really ties him directly. The other ones, as he said, it really is the Lannisters doing it. Yeah, but the Lannisters would have had Micah killed anyways. Well, okay, it's there's a lot of argument within um, <laughs> between how, Hound how fans and Sansa fans and Arya fans <laughs> on this whole situation because basically it, it comes down to the fact that Micah was a peasant boy, pretty much. That he was guaranteed and, uh, to be killed by Cersei. Like yeah, like... If he touched, like just touching a prince of the crown, you know, he 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 was done. And you know, Arya should have known better than to involve him. But Arya was a child, so you can't blame it all on Sansa. Anyways, this is it's just this big round just argument. Blame it all on Joffrey. He's the one who yeah, came in there and caused basically. that problem. No, I guess like I mean, Dunk, Dunk punched a, and kicked a prince, and he was going to lose his hand and his leg, but he wasn't going to be killed. But he, but I mean the. Yeah, it was definitely overkill on Sandra's part, literally. <laughs> I mean, he feels bad about it later. I mean, he cries about it. Um, so, yeah, Lord Beric is the one who takes up the fight. And uh, he's in rough shape. We can see all his wounds and he's kind of skeletal. Um, but uh, how does he set that sword on fire? It's uh, magic. He- yeah it didn't sound like you believed yourself when you said that he draws his sword across his hand and the blade catches fire what's up with that well he's already been brought back to life by the fire kiss whatever right so maybe by the lord of light yeah maybe his blood is fire (laughs) yeah i mean that that kind of fire magic is keeping him going so it's not i mean if it's keeping him alive Burning fire is something less surprising, I think. Yeah, but he's never had the power. Like, Thoros has brought him back. Yeah, um, yeah but he's he's now a puppet for the light. So, it's yeah. like, the if fire is in him, I guess. So, is that saying that anybody brought back uh, by a red priest or priestess um, has fire blood? I, I think if they've done it enough times. Yeah. There's fi- fire magic so, keeping them alive. So, I mean, just think about it. This guy's died multiple times, and he's come back to life. Like the fact that he could just kind of conjure up fire seems less of a miracle than that. Yeah, I think this is such a thing that's so easily overlooked, but yet set that sword on fire on his hand. Like, is <laughs> is are we saying that John, uh, when he comes back, um, will um, be able to take long, long, long claw? What am I thinking? Then he'll just like, yeah, exactly. Is he going to be able to set his sword on fire because he's got fire blood now? Is <laughs> is Stoneheart now able to like spit fire blood fireballs at people? Like what? What's what's up will, with that? Think to to do that, but I think John very well might do it. He better be careful. Lyrian Steel cuts deep. They better not cut too deep. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he might. Maybe that's what he'll do to, to get it. Uh, 
if he, if it comes to mind for him, because that could be helpful. Yeah, there. That's, I, yeah. I mean, I think this is something. I, I think there's something significant in this. It's so easy to overlook, like oh, it's some parlor trick or some magic trick or whatever. But yeah, you, you've got no, a it's point. Real I fire, think, yeah. It's, it's yeah. He uses it too in a tactical way. Like he knows that the hound is afraid of fire, so he uses that against him too. Yeah. Like, he has do, a fair you, fight. He takes off his armor, but then he uses fire. <laughs> do you think he uses a fire sword for all his other trial by combats? No, I think I think it was. No, no. You think he just used it for I think Sandor? He just used, I, I think. Oh, I don't think he's been doing trial by combats. Like you think? He, you mean in the battles that he has time to prepare for? Does he do it? I don't know. Oh I my god! Know. I think they've had so many trial by combats. Like I bet every person that comes to that camp that isn't like part of the Brotherhood is like, all right, we'll put you on trial. Like <laughs> they have trials, but I think they were more easily able to prove something rather than the Hound who wasn't directly there. Yeah, yeah, but they capture so many soldiers, so many Lannister soldiers and Braves or whatnot. Well, the Hound makes better arguments. <laughs> the other ones probably just yeah. But they probably catch other people in the act. You know? They, yeah, exactly. Of of of, of murdering townsfolk or yeah. whatever. They, they'll come across it yeah. all the time. Oh. oh, another thing to mention is there's actually, and I'm sending you a link, there's a Kyle in this chapter. Oh, there is a Kyle, yes. Yeah. He's an archer. He's, like, ready to feather the hound in his first sign of treachery. And he's there. not Kyle the cat. So no, What's that like art? Is that just fan art that you posted? That's just, like, you, on the uh, wiki, there's this kind of consistent style of art. This guy's oh. doing, I don't know why he bothered to draw Kyle. I guess he's a fan of the podcast. <laughs> Dude, Kyle is one. His description is like one sentence long in the <laughs> two sentences whatever, in, in the wiki, but he's got a look at that handsome fella, man. He's, he's... <laughs> I'm spitting an image of you, Kyle. I him <laughs> holding a bow. No, I, I can say that now because we've met. <laughs> ah, yeah. That's what Kyle was looking in the panel. He was wearing his helmet. My beard does come in red, like this, Kyle. So you know. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think it was slightly so, cross-eyed, though. But, uh, <laughs> so Sandor really gets burnt in here. There's a part where yeah. it talks about part of his arm just falling off because it's so burnt. Um, that's horrible. God, no wonder he's crying. Like uh, you, You're scared of fire because your brother shoved your face in, and then all of a sudden your arm starts burning off? Like, dear God. I can understand that he just breaks down into tears. Mm-hmm. My God. Um, I, I think it's great that he managed as long as he did. I think a lot of people, you know, think that, oh, he's he's scared of fire and he turns into a chicken. It's like, no, he's, you know, he's not he's just going to turn fight. tail yeah. and run. I mean, yeah. It's a disadvantage facing fire. And apparently he was wine drunk as he always is. <laughs> <laughs> He has wine sweat, but he mm. still he won. Despite all that, he still won. Although the sword breaks, do you think that was just by chance? Do you think that was there's something behind that? Well, I think the sword breaks because it turns brittle from the fire. Yeah. So that it, it, there's not like some it's not like Relor or this magic has had affected because this is the one trial by combat. I guess no, Dunk also wins that trial by combat. But I mean, generally the idea of trial by combat is just. It's really just skill. It's not like there's some sort of supernatural element. But this is like one scenario where, I mean, the Beric had basically won and then it is sort of... Well, if, 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 if you believe that the, the light meant for Sander to win, then I guess you could read it that way. But you could also read it, fire makes the sword brittle and he seems like he does this a lot. Mm. 
Yeah, and I'm sure they don't have the nicest swords um, <laughs> in, in the kingdom, except for Kyle. That guy's got a great sword. Yeah, because like they made the point of of, of Thoros saying that you know his sword is you know always gets ruined by setting it on fire. Yeah, it's true. Mm. So they they don't uh, damage it. Yeah, I mean it's not, it's not he's not burning it with wildfire or anything like that. But still, it's fire. It's it's hot. Yeah, it's damaging it. Okay. Um, and, uh, they decide to, uh, take the Hound's money, which he won at the melee at the tourney of the, the Hand of the King, right? In the first book, I believe. Yeah, he had a huge prize and they've taken it all now. Yep. And we got two prize winners here because Angai won the archery contest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they take the money and I actually just read that, um, it sounds like the Mads Huntman sort of joins the Brotherhood because they send him out, uh, to a town with some of the money to do some shopping, to get some grain. Yeah, <laughs> I think so they, they send... give you like an IOU to uh, to Sandor though. They're like here, have this. They give that out. Did they? Yeah, it's just like paper. It's like okay, it's not gonna. <laughs> it's useless to me. <laughs> After the war, we'll pay you back. <laughs> so yeah, and Arya is not too happy with mm-hmm. this. She wants she wants to kill him. You right there, Ashley. Ashley. Well, it sounds like we've lost Ashley. Amin, are you still with me? I'm still here, yeah. I guess she got All right. excited about the trial I commented. There you go. Well, <laughs> fortunately, uh, once again, Ashley had some technical difficulties, but we're just about to wrap it up anyway. Yeah. So uh, anything left to say before we wrap this up, No, Amin? so Arya was going to, I guess, kill him, but then he kind of is crying, and she just actually gets pulled away, actually, I guess, before she can do that. Hmm. And then, then, oh, then I mean, Beric stands up. Like now, I guess this was this is actually a key moment. Because oh, oh, okay, did she drop out completely here? <laughs> you there, Ashley? Well, yeah, no, we only she, have two I, minutes she, left, or whatever. Let me just, let me dial her one more time. You need to get a better picture for Kyle. <laughs> Should submit a new picture to that wiki. Just put your picture in or something. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I assume that we've lost her. So let's just let's discuss this final point then. So. Up to this point, I mean, I guess there's, there's signs when you see Beric's bodies that, that he survived, like, crazy damage. He's had a lance go through him and stuff, but still, he's come back from the dead. Now you see it. It's not just a rumor. That's pretty shocking. Yeah, it is pretty crazy to just kind of see it happen. Um, yeah, um, but he keeps coming back, so that's a that is a very important moment in the yeah. books um, that this is possible. And uh, so, again, it happens with Stoneheart a little later on. And then uh, we're all assuming that it'll be what happens to John. Yep. He's taking less damage, probably. Oh, he, took a lot of, he took a lot of stabs, I guess. That's about the same. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He's also been dead for uh, probably a little longer than Beric. Mm. Um, kept him on ice, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess that's it for this chapter as well, then. That's it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for listening. We're back into our chapter reread, so we're going to keep on with Storm of Swords. Yeah, as always, uh, make sure you follow us on, or like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at APOIAF, join the forums, uh, keep up the conversation, and we will see you next time. See you next time.
think it's my internet being glitchy. That's okay. Well, we, we wrapped up. I mean, there's only one thing we talked about at the end. I guess I'll get your view on is uh, this is the chapter we actually see for sure that Beric comes back from the dead, basically. Like, that's pretty yeah. shocking to see before it's just kind of speculation or you wouldn't even believe it. But that's a pretty key moment to end the chapter on. Yep. <laughs> yeah, nothing to add. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Then I mean, oh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, looking back coming back from the dead doesn't seem that big a deal, but I'm sure the first time we through it, it probably was. Yeah. <laughs> now everyone's coming back from the dead. Yeah, my internet's all buggy right now. Nothing's loading for me. Yeah. Okay. Have a good night then, I guess. Uh, was Tara on any panels then at uh, DragonCon? Yeah, she she was on one of them. So they, they Who else were, was so attending I, that, I, that I know? Like um... Brian well, there's a lot of Ice and Fire Con people there, yeah, as usual. Well, Ice and Fire Con kind of started from people at Dragon Con. Right? Oh, so really? A lot That's of them. like the, when they first yeah. met up? Yeah, they, they were all at like the, the Ice and Fire photo shoot, and they're like, hey, we should make a convention. <laughs> so that's kind of how it started. Yeah. Is it good? Because it's got a lot of hype behind it. Mm. Or... Yeah. I don't think it's that great, but it's not that long either. Like once once this episode comes out, it's only thirteen episodes, right? It's pretty easy to to power through. Um, well, I'll have to see how it goes before I can decide that. I think I think it does. It's raised at least one interesting point that I would kind of like to talk about, and it probably will do a BOK. Not just okay. an it, but like a BOK general, like what's we've been reading, watching lately, and then discuss it. Uh, so I, I, I noticed that you've started the sports anime bug. <laughs> oh, I did, yeah, yeah. I, I, let's see, I saw Haiku first. Yeah. All, of, all of it, like, what was that full season? So this is the third season coming out, I think, right? Yep, in the fall. Nice. Oh, in the fall. That's soon then, yeah. Um, and then Kuroko no Basket, I saw that. Um, those are the two best ones. Yeah, the two big ones, so that, that's good. Now, now I'm actually able to, to be on those panels then next time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, yes, we can make it happen. Was it uh, Haiku or Crocono? Uh, Haiku, I think there was a panel. I guess it was yeah. Crocono Basket that, that, that failed. That we were trying yeah. to, yeah. Yeah, we can do that because Keith should be there too. We always round that up. We need some places <laughs> to fill a seat. But yeah, anyways, so if you like sports anime, they're, they're both good ones. They're, they're not like crappy fan service ones like free. Yeah, Haiku was really good. I really liked Haiku. Yeah. Was, uh, I like it. It, it, the the mangaka gives like the backstory because I read the manga too like of all the other other people you're mm-hmm. like cheering for the other team too and then the key point for it was uh yeah, maybe maybe we'll do a sports anime episode but I just, the key yeah. point was like where they had like uh the king the uh, no the grand king guy grand king and he was chatting with yep. uh like the big spiker guy who's yeah. the rival and I'm like yeah this is a good show when you have two you know, antagonists chatting against each other off screen, like from the other yeah. people. Like that, that shows that you've developed interesting characters and you're not, not just reliant on the protagonist. That's a sign of a good show, no matter what the genre is. And Haikyuu does it in relatively short episodes, too. Like, it's not a very, very long series. All right. Okay. Good night. Okay, good night.